Now entering Nerdist.com. Answering the questions you don't have. Deep conversations in the shallow end. Two men with lots of ideas and less than an hour. Intelligent-ish. This is Cashing In with T.J. Miller. You might be wondering why I'm singing so fast. I'm walking through the halls at Guantanamo Bay. This is a very special cashing in. I, uh, I'm on location as we speak. I'm uh, walking towards the solitary confinement ward where they are holding my good friend T.J. Miller. Uh, I've come here to testify. He's being detained for the murder of Maggie Sasser. I don't know if you recall, uh, but I came to testify on his behalf. I don't remember, you know, if you remember the incident, T.J. ran over uh, Maggie Sasser with his car. Uh, and also myself. He actually hurt my groinal area. I'm not sure you remember that part, uh, but I sure do. Um, he also backed up over Mackie Sasser two or three times before he drove away. And then we did a podcast, which uh, I think to the uh, powers that be, I think they felt that was a little bit, uh, you know, not within the letter of the law. He's being held at Guantanamo Bay in solitary confinement, and I've come to testify. Uh, anyway, here they're, they're letting me in now, okay? TJ, TJ, are, are you okay? Who is that? Are you okay? Oh, the light hurts my eyes. Buddy, you've, you've only been in here for, for an hour. It is an hour and a half, but so the I, hours the, turn into days, that the, turn into weeks, okay, okay, buddy, which they, turn into months, you have a full which plate turn of back into weeks. You have, a, you have a big screen TV, you have a full plate of Oh, food. yeah, and this thing actually, you know, I get Netflix instant, <laughs> so I, I, and that plus voodoo, plus... Amazon Prime, you pretty much get any movie yeah, you want. Yeah, no, I've, you almost, I mean, look, when I got the call, uh, I decided to come and try to do what I could to help you. It was me that called, Cash. I, I had to use a false voice. Oh, okay. Well, I, listen, buddy, I came in here. I know you're, you're I know it's scary oh, to be in solitary confinement. It's all, like all I've eaten is Triscuits. <laughs> well, that's ironic because I have good news and bad news, buddy. Oh. Uh, do you want to hear the good news first? Yes, just let me have a, the good news let is. Let me have my last wheat then. Okay. Just give me a second. Okay, you're being very dramatic. You, there's, a, there's the head of a pig next to your bed. I, I, you already devoured it. I, I, I know. There were other, there were other teenage boys in here. Somehow you got a, a we, toss. Uh, we kind of went Lord of the Flies on each other. So, somehow you were able to get a hot, tasty naan uh, oh, delivered. God, I, I love delivered the crispy naan. I don't know how you were able to. I want to, I want to put myself in it like a cocoon. So, somehow, mm. for some reason, mm. there's a tapestry on the wall which you've uh, covered yourself. Oh right yeah, right? I wove that. Yeah, yeah. I, it just seems like a lot has happened in the hour that you've been here. You can't but stand weed then. I came, I came to get you off the hook. The good news is uh, you're free of all charges. What? Yeah, I testified on your behalf. No. Yeah, really? you're free of all charges in the death and the murder of Mackie Sasser. Yeah, uh, but I have some bad news. Uh, well, hear me to, bad news. I just got out of solitary confinement. Well, to, I mean, I'm going to have to do a slap dance. <laughs> I wish people could see that. <laughs> there he is. Well, listen, buddy, there's bad news. I don't want you to celebrate too much. Uh, to get you off the hook, I had to finger 
Uh, Triscuit Hurlebutt. What? Yeah, he's he's on death row. What the he was fuck? the only one they would believe killed Mackie Sasser, other than you. you. Fingered? I I I fingered, <laughs> fingered him. I, him? I, I in the mirror. How does that get me off for the? I okay. You 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 can't. Don't take that literally. I'm being serious. How was it not take it literally? Listen, buddy. I came down here and turned who in. Ever, who in I the turned last in Triscuit Hurlebutt and said he got fingered and not meant fingered. <laughs> I mean, you're. You can't come into this solitary. Would you just walking into Guantanamo Bay using? You obviously haven't 50s been fifties gumshoe lingo. You you haven't been in in, in confinement Jesus. long enough to know the lingo. You're That's me how it works. Fi- oh no, I've been in confinement long enough. Fingering means quite a different thing in jail. Listen, buddy, I had to turn Talking in about checking around the prostrate. I had to turn in the TJ Miller so impersonator. Straight. <laughs> you hear what I mean? You're ruining, this. The You're ruining this whole gag. You're ruining the... <laughs> no, I'm telling you, buddy. Uh, Triscuit Hurlebutton was the only one they would believe killed Mackie Sasser because he's the T.J. Miller impersonator uh-huh. to catch up the people that didn't know. This is so terrible that you had to finger him. I had to him. finger him. I had to turn him in. I can't believe you fingered another man okay. to get me out of jail. <laughs> Cash, I love you. I'd hug you, but I'm obviously in a straitjacket. <laughs> Um, with a petticoat over there. <laughs> well, come on out, buddy. Um, is, is, is the only thing I ask for one favor. Can right? we do the what is it? Well, I feel like I'd like to be repaid in some way. I mean, I did turn in the T.J. Miller impersonator Triscuit Hurlebutt, and he's now on death row. Wait, really? To try to get you off the hook. Yeah. Uh, hold on. He got fingered and then put yep. on death row. It's a bad hey, day for him. That ain't a good Tuesday. A you good know Tuesday. what I'm saying? I know. Yeah. <laughs> I've been doing my own kind of like, you know, riding away in a horse sound. Sound yeah. kind of thing, yeah. yeah. Well, the only thing well, I asked Is he going to die? Well, he's on death row now. He killed uh, – I told them that he killed Mackie Sasser, Sasser and that uh, it was the only thing they were going to believe. They, they thought it was you and I said, no, the reason you think it's him because he's a great T.J. Miller impersonator. Uh-huh. They killed Mackie Sasser and ran over him three times and also hurt my groinal area. And so they went ahead, and uh, they let you're letting you off the hook. He's on death and row. You went in and I'm only asking, groinal area. I'm only I'm only going to ask. No, I, no, I don't. I don't finger people in the groinal area. <laughs> you finger, you round back. i listen, buddy. Get off the front porch. I'm just asking for one favor. <laughs> I'd like you to do the show with me. I couldn't get a guest this week. I would love to. I have not. I have literally nothing to do. Okay, I, well, I've been in confinement here for it seems like two or three hours, days, hours, moments yeah. even, moments even. I mean, it feels like thousands of moments. Well, I, here's how we like to usually kick off the show. We usually kick it off with the uh, triple, triple banger, banger lightning, lightning round. round. Uh, triple banger lightning round. Triple banger uh, lightning round. And this this almost feels like an essential question. It's so it's so in depth, uh, TJ. At what age is it irresponsible to be a beekeeper? I mean, <laughs> when, when do you become where, where it's where, you know where, where it's a danger? When do you hang up the bees? When do you hang it up? Because at a the certain point, the, the, at a certain point, the bees are like we, we can take them. You got to hang we up can, the hive. We can take them. I mean, at a certain point, the bees are like he's too old. He can't handle all of us. So what are you thinking? Are you in the like sixties range? I think it's irresponsible to be a beekeeper I, I th- at all. I think you want to get out a little too early rather than too late. <laughs> and how how early is too early to become a beekeeper? When do you tell your kids no? You're only you're too eight, young. You're too young yeah. to be a beekeeper. I think the the, the prime beekeeping years, I would say, 
are about thirty-two. <laughs> so you're just you know you're just entering your your, your prime beekeeping. Oh, years. you really you think mid thirties is the beekeeping mid thirties is when you're quick enough uh, and you're agile enough to handle your work and handle your now, business. You know that handle not... your beeswax <laughs> as it were. <laughs> and I think and then. You know, I think you, you, you're pretty strong into your mid to late 50s, but then I think you need to hang up the suit because the bees know. They've seen you enough to know you're slowing down. But are you and wearing we'll a gang suit up that on prevents you. them from stinging you? Well, you're trusting the suit a lot, aren't you? you know? Yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> it is a piece of technology made to prevent you from being stung Well, you have bees. to admit there's a certain age at which... <laughs> You have to admit a certain age. Let's say you're 97 or 102. Yeah. You're a danger to society at a certain point. You could let the bees loose. You could not be in control of their... Yeah, the uh, worst thing is if you fall and you can't get up, and then when, when you fall, the bee suit just comes off. The top comes <laughs> off, and the rest of it bursts into flames, but then quickly is put out. <laughs> Those bees are going to sting you once the smoke's cleared. So I think you've got you to step away from beekeeping. I think you make your decision say... Look, when I'm forty, when I'm forty-five, do I really want to be fifty and beekeeping and still beekeeping? Yeah. Well, look, we've talked and about still this. Beekeeping. I think how you die. Here's here's my thing. We've talked. I'm about a keeper. What's with, with that? You know, I think, a beekeeper. <laughs> I don't want my death to be the story of my life. Right. I don't want to be the guy. You don't want to die in a humiliating way. That's my big fear. That's, that's why a practical never, living in the modern. Yeah, age. that's a practical living in the modern age. You don't want that's to true. die in such a way that that's what they say about you for the rest, you know. Because, look, your legacy, let's be real. Your legacy is only going to last 30 to 50 years if you're lucky. Your children probably can pass on the word of who you were. I mean, people people in certain generation don't even remember Johnny Carson or whoever else. And so who it's is not going to Yeah, exactly. So it's not going to last that long. This whole legacy thing, I think, is uh, is, is overrated. Your, last, your legacy isn't going to last very long unless I, you're Shakespeare. I disagree. Or this Jesus guy. Apparently, he's got a pretty long legacy. But not a lot of people have a long legacy. But you want your it's death Jesus. to you don't you don't want your death to be so humiliating that they don't even talk about your life. And that's right. why I'm worried about a drug. You overdose. don't want to die. <coughs> you don't want a drug overdose. You don't want that to be the and story. You, you don't want to be. You don't want to be suffocated in the ass cheeks of a huge woman. That that would be one embarrassing way to die. The most embarrassing right? way to die. Or well, no, there's one more. If people say. He kind of was beekeeping for a few years too long, you know. Yeah, he, he should have bee kinda, kept it to himself. He should have just kind of hung up the bee suit a little earlier. Finders beavers, <laughs> losers keepers. <laughs> I am so sorry to everybody listening. I really want to apologize, but I think you're right, Cash. I'm going to say though, I think that our legacies will go on much longer now because of the internet. I think that you'll sort of... Oh, I think this just dilutes it and, more. And, I think and that here, dilutes it. This, this is a tiny opinion, okay? Okay. But my tiny opinion is that Facebook pages will become living sort of gravestones for people. And no one will look at them I, at a, a certain, after a certain amount of You'll, of course, want to go through your past, your families. Your, your ge- younger generations will I, always... I don't wanna... know what my great-grandfather did. Why is that? I could find out. Because you, you don't have any archives of it. If you could click on a couple things and see, like, videos from his life, you'd watch everything. I think that's going to be sort of what the future is. And I also think all the information mm. will be in a huge database. Mm. So yeah, you it, make will, a good it point. will be instantly accessible. It will be easier to archive It'll be easier to learn from legacy. the past, You're right. to, to live through people's legacies. Already you and I have enough stuff on the Internet 
that we kind of have a virtual self that is immortal you, until you mean the electricity the, you shuts mean the, up. The porn, you mean? The porn where the two of us are beekeeping <laughs> and straight hive fucking. Naked beekeeping. You know what I'm talking about. That should be a TV show, Naked Beekeeping. It's, it's called Honey It's called Honey Comb Over. <laughs> honey, honey, come on over. <laughs> what do you think? I think that's a good reality show, Naked Beekeepers. I would. I mean, I I just would like a reality show about beekeeping, and that's part of the thing. So you may just get so old you forget to put the suit on. You got to stop in it's your seventies. Yeah. Triple banger lightning round. Question, question two. Would you rather date a werewolf or a vampire? I mean, I'm really into bestiality right now. God, this is stuffy. Because I've um, dated both. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you find one to be less threatening mortally? They're both terrifying, but I, I mean, let's be honest. I'd rather date a werewolf because then you can manage your time. You say, look, we know when the full moons are. At that point, you cage, you lock up your friend, your your special friend, as my grandmother would call her. I think, I think you know, it's, I agree. I think it's a werewolf. I think you, it's, there's something sort of charming about it. Vampires and, every night, yeah, you every gotta, night. they're bloodthirsty yeah. every night. You got you know, you're going. You can't go out and kill anybody. It's going to jeopardize our relationship. Yeah, yeah, we don't yeah. want people coming with pitchforks and torches because that's an old way to form a mob. <laughs> There's newer things. There's newer things they can come. Where with. are they getting these pitchforks? We're I in an know. urban environment. I don't even know where they can find them. The werewolf. You know, at least then you go. Okay, you know, it's like a woman on her period. I guess is what I'm saying is that a you woman, often, you every often go woman back is to that. a werewolf. Yeah. yeah, because once a month. She changes dramatically, and it's biological. It's something against them. And, yeah. you know, I have dated a lot of women, over 300 women uh, named yeah. Agatha. Yeah. And, and every yeah. single – it's spelled differently each time. Every yeah. single one of them, you know, thinks it's offensive. Oh, oh, you know, I say, well, are you feeling a little bad because you're about to get your period? I'm just asking, truly. And she no, no. That is, oh, yeah, oh, okay, okay. And, you know, first of all, that's a bitchy response, probably because she's on her period. And the second thing is, is it's okay. It's okay if you, you're on your period. Just like when guys get really sexually frustrated and pent up, they need a good dick sneeze. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sneezing, sneezing penis. And that doesn't happen, then they're going to be irritable. And, you know, they'll be eating Chex Mix morning, yeah. lunch, yeah, dinner. Chex Mix at every meal. Let me ask you this. Buddy, <laughs> now that I think about it, why mm-hmm. – look, we have beekeeper suits – why don't we have uh, werewolf or, or, or vampire suits? Like, there, why, why, why can't we make nobody's suits keeping other? them though? No one's saying. You know, I, I actually I keep werewolves. I raise I them in my, my forest in upstate uh, California. Why, well, you could you could probably raise vampires or werewolves. You know, if you could, they'd already have done it because mm, I mean, right. people love vampires. Yeah, right they now. do. I you know, werewolves are also a lot more fun. You know, if you get into a situation where. Especially when they're little baby werewolves, you can you know go around and hey, where's that wolf? Where is he? Where's yeah. my wolf? Yeah. So we we both agree it's the wolf. It's the wolf. Triple banger, banger lightning round. Christian uh, three, 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 three. This was actually sent to me, and it just was, it was supposed to be a maskers, but it was it felt so much like a triple banger that I'm going to make an exception. Adam Weston. Uh, sent this. Mice. Of the Weston family the West, hoteliers. Of the Weston hoteliers. Uh, hoteliers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hoteliers. Um, triple Banger Lightning Round. Question three. Mice. Nature's snack bar? 
Oh, I did one. see that. It's a good one. I saw this one online. Yeah. I think yeah. it's a great one. I mean, yeah. Who's the the problem is those that because <laughs> I think the, so. When I think who eats mice, I mean it's mostly snakes, right? There's a lot of animals that endure, enjoy, uh, endure, enjoy a good uh, mice snack at, at times. Is that true? Yeah, even they have they have sauces for Can them. Can we and look stuff. that up and see? They go well with barbecue. I know that they do. We look up who are the predators of mice. mice. There's a lot of animals that eat mice. I don't know, man. I think it's mostly and they're snakes. small. And for snakes, it's you don't not get a snack. you don't fill up. No one's no 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 animal besides the snake really is like I filled up on mice. Let me tell you this: snakes don't snack. Snakes don't snack, and that's right. true. Snakes don't snack, but a they lot of the eat, other animals that eat it mice. slows them down. Snakes also have much bigger eyes than their stomachs, literally, every mm-hmm. single time. Yeah, good point. They're always overeating. There's a bulge within them. They're strange creatures, you know. Snakes, uh, no it's, legs. It's, it's, what a bum they, deal. They really don't have legs, do they? What a bum deal. Really no don't. legs, no uh, wings. Almost none of the snakes that I've seen have, have, have legs. There's almost none of them. It's almost like it's, I saw a snake with legs once. It ended up being my aunt Henrietta. You know what's you know it was, hard? it was a family member. I'll tell you what's hard to do. It. Her face though <laughs> looks. That, she should get those fans that sort of that fan thing on the side of the head. She should get rid of that. I mean, she looks yeah. like a cobra. Yeah, and she responds well to flute music. All right, so I, I feel sorry for snakes. <laughs> I don't you because they must be looking around going. Well, so the so I just I'm the only one. All you guys get I – mean, even a penguin walks by a snake. He's like, at least I've got – mine don't work, but at least I've got them. I know. I've got them. Look, this is how bad it is for snakes. You can put a handle on a snake. doesn't even make a good ladle. It's not a ladle. It's not even a ladle. It's just a, a, a snake. It's just two handles. It's just an easier to... – <laughs> I was going to say it's an easier to carry snake. I like that. It's two handles. <laughs> It's two handles and one's not good for much. Uh, it's really bad. Uh, mice are good targets for dinner, for owls. Owls. That's a, and we that's know that about snack. owls because you know they eat them and then they spit out the bones. Yeah, they're weird ones too. Owls. You know they're predators and they're always looking around. What are they looking around for? They, I love. I love. It looks like they're constantly high and they're like, where, where people want to get me paranoid. out of here. They want me to get out of here. Well, they have. They look, can, at him. look how he's talking to me. He wants they, me out of here. They have no neck, right? But owls? their neck, owls, Do they? they don't really have a neck, but, they're, but they, they can turn their head all the way around, right? That's the one thing snakes That's have awesome. got on owls, because the snakes go, I got a neck. I Back, am a neck. neck. I am a neck. My, <laughs> old, <laughs> my neck is my whole fucking body. They should call I a snake a just a neck. <laughs> I don't know why they call them snakes. It should be called necks. They get no body, just neck. <laughs> hey, does that neck go all the way down? That's what they're saying to each other. I know it. they are. Um, cats. Eat mice. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But when do they do that? Which who's who's oh, feeding mice to? Really? I mean, I've had cats that catch mice and eat them. That's a snack for a, for a cat. Yeah, coyotes. That's a real snack. Snakes. We already talked about snakes don't snack, and they're mostly neck. <laughs> <laughs> and fox. A fox. A fox. Yeah. What are they doing? Because they don't eat. What do they eat? What else do foxes eat? What does that say? The mice. Mice are easy prey for these animals. I, I think the answer is yes. get hungry, mice look pretty good to them. <laughs> what a weird answer at the end. <laughs> who, who read that? Rhea? What's that on? Wiki Answers? Yeah. On Wiki Answers, this woman goes, when wild animals get hungry, mice look pretty good to them. <laughs> so she is saying, you know, if a bear is hungry enough, he's going to eat a fucking mouse. Yeah. A bear could eat mice. If you deep fry mice, bear bears, fuck that's up popcorn mouse. A bear mice. can fuck yeah. up a mouse. 
bear could fuck him. Yeah. But you know, so I'd say the answer is yes. It is nature's snack bar. I think that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Let's move it along, buddy. Let's move on to where were you? Okay, and because um, I, I have a good one. You do. Well, I was in Boise, and I want to see your opinion of this because I, I I respect your opinion. I love love having you on the show. By the way, I'm glad we were able to get you out of solitary. I, you know, I can't uh, believe we're doing this live from Guantanamo Bay, it's, and there's it's weird. literally no background noise. I mean, that's how good it the solitary weird. confinement is. It's very confined. It's a it's a vacuum. Yeah, it's it's like a it's like less than the sound. It's like a suction. I was in Boise, Idaho, and the taxi driver picked me up, and he had a a, a dog in the back seat uh, of his uh, of his of his taxi. And I, I feel that that's a little casual. I a little, I you know, I like. Are we going to take your dog out for a walk? I felt like. Do you, do you feel like you should give him a full? Uh, I mean, he's obviously giving somebody else a ride. It's a dog. I had to sit in the front seat. I'm serious. Are you kidding? I'm, I swear to God this happened. I swear to God this happened. In Boise, Idaho? I swear to God. Guy picked me up with a dog in the taxi. He was I swear dressed to God as Mr. Potato Head. The dog was a small dog, too, by the way. And by the way, I don't respect small dogs. I thought about it. In fact, we talked about this. You can step on a small dog. So their instincts are shot. You can't step on a fish. We did when we saw Megan. You can't step. Yeah. yeah, you can't step on a squirrel. We, we were talking you about can't. this. Yeah, it, little dogs—they're not very impressive. It, it, yeah, I've, it, whenever you're in a room with a bunch of little dogs, which yeah. happens often in the lesbian community here in Los Angeles, <laughs> yeah, because every lesbian in their like late twenties, thirties has a small dog, at least in the crew that I roll with. And I'm constantly knocking into the dog, stepping on it. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not being careless. Other people are stepping on it. Sometimes Megan will step on her own dog. She's stepped on Pepper's feet. Mm-hmm. She'll go, oh, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, why are you apologizing? The only thing that dog has to do is not get stepped right. on. Right. That's its it, own it, job. It doesn't That's have to job. hunt for food. It just has to remember not to shit inside. Yeah. And that there are constantly giant creatures around them that could step on it. Yeah. Them. Their, their focus should be wholly, undisputedly, and completely focused on Don't not being stepped, stepped on. on. First thing they just, should learn. And they're always being stepped on. And we, t- and we said this. You know, you can't step on a fish. You can't. You There's, can try and you no, can't do In it. the history of fishing, you spend your whole no day. one has ever been like, do you see that giant fish over my mantle? I yeah. stepped on that. I stepped on it. That's how I killed <laughs> it. impossible. Do you fish? No, I step on so them. How, I, I spent a whole day uh, fish stepping. So that's how dumb little dogs are. They're not even as smart as a fish. No. And they're, by the way, you know what they don't eat? Mice. They're the one animal that's too slow to even catch a mice. They can't even catch Catch it. a mice. A fish? Yeah. No, a, a, a fish could catch. A little dog? A fish could fuck up a yeah, mouse. Little dogs, like so, little dogs if a, don't if even a mice hunt. falls in the water, the fish is all over it. A little. Do- i got to say, though, some of these little dogs have got to be retarded. Because there's no, no animal is born that size, and we've bred them down. And we, you know, sometimes you think, oh, that dog's so stupid. Like, I, you know, I live with a pit bull named Ramon. He pays rent and stuff, but he, he, he really, really, he's like a bad dog. You know, he's yeah. a, he's a uh, but he's still a hunter. He's like sure. a pit bull. Sure. And sometimes he's an idiot. You know, he'll kind of run up the stairs and he'll forget. I know we've all had this moment. He'll be running up the stairs and he'll forget that he has to turn left or he'll hit a wall. Yeah. And then he just hits the wall. And then he's like, ah, oh, you know, and, and then he's fine because he's a giant and he's an idiot. And so he doesn't even think of it. It doesn't hurt enough for him to learn. So he just keeps hitting the wall. One time he tried to run past the gate to get out like side and he just hit the gate and fell backwards into the yard and then got up and was like, 
I guess there's no way out of this yard. But this is the dog <laughs> I met. Right. This is the dog we saved. Yeah, we saved. Yeah, he yeah, ran yeah. out into the street, and we we saved him as best we could. He was hit by a car. Yeah. He was hit by a car. So I mean, what about having a dog in a but taxi? But that even that he's hit by a car and he's like, oh okay, you know he's fine. Hey, look, he fine. He's totally fine. And so uh, with these little dogs, it's like him. I mean, he's, you know, they've been bred. They're inbred. You know, they're not. They maybe don't have everything going on up in their mm-hmm, head. Mm-hmm. Well, here's an essential question of human nature as we go along to dogs. Uh, has it, I mean, Should we play it? Yeah. Essentially, this is Essential Questions of Human Nature. Can you step on a fish? No. <laughs> All right, moving along. Uh, astrology, has it gone too far when you apply it to your dogs? Like, oh, yeah. You, yeah, I think so. I think it's gone too far when you apply it to yourself. I think it's gone too far when people are talking about it. I think it went too far that you brought it up. I agree with you. And I don't think dogs should be in taxis. I, I felt like that was unprofessional. I, why do I got to sit in the front seat? Like, I, why am I, are we old friends? I, I, so crazy. I'm paying you for a ride somewhere. And there's a guy I got in and there, his wife was sitting in the back seat And I don't want to discuss my me. genitalia with you. I think it's weird when that was a whole thing he, brought, he brought up your... I, I don't want to discuss that. What did he say? Uh, what was just, the discussion? Well, he just asked about it. And you just discussed it? <laughs> and I'm like, no, I'd rather talk to you about your dog. Why is there a dog in the back seat? I don't want to talk about my genitalia. I. <laughs> he was a weird taxi driver. I got picked up in D.C. once, and his wife was in the front seat with him. I thought about that a little bit. I was like, is that rude? Is it? Is it? What other jobs would it be okay to show up with your wife? Yeah. You know, what if you're like, uh, you know, I mean, maybe cleaning a house or gardening or something where you can say they're going to help me mo- moving storage. You're like, my wife's going to take all the <coughs> smaller boxes. Maybe that's okay. But like, if you hired okay. a stenographer right. at a court, right? Yeah. And they showed up, they're like, my wife's just going to sit next to me yeah, during the okay, trial. They'd be her. like, get the get her yeah. the fuck out of How the about courtroom. This? What if you're boarding an airplane and you look into the cockpit? Yeah, and exactly. the pilot's got his wife sitting in there with sitting him, on his lap, and, God damn and it. a little dog too. Yeah, would you get off the flight? I would go in and I would try and step on that dog, <laughs> and then I, you know, I wouldn't step on the wife, obviously. But I, I was. Would you fly on... though? Would you fly if if you looked in and there was a dog in the cockpit with the pilot sitting on the pilot's lap? Would you Would you fly? I bet I would. I bet I'd think. Well, it's probably he's probably got a seeing eye dog. You know, well, that that would make me feel even worse. <laughs> What about a pilot with an eye patch? How do you feel? That's fine. That seems like we're in a pirate. It's Red Baron shit. I don't. I don't feel good about that. I don't want a pilot with an eye patch. You really are. You're prejudiced and you're a bigot against pirates. I'm an eye patchologist. You're an eye patch apologist. Yeah, that's what you are. That's exactly right. Um, Let's move it along. We're going to another essential question of human nature. because I, I know this is a little after, but I had this written down because it really occurred to me during the during Christmas time. What percentage of people do you dislike more because of their ex, their Christmas cards? Because I I actually think it's over fifty percent for me that I dislike you more when I get your Christmas card. It's usually you bragging. It's you on a mountaintop skiing with your five children. It's it's or or they look like they're models. You set up your children so they look and, and you know. Or, you know, I mean, my parents send out a Christmas letter, which, you know, I love my parents, but so my but, parents, but Christmas yeah. letters never come off as anything less than bragging, bragging do yeah. they? You can't do it. You can't write a Christmas letter because you can't write, like, this year sucked. Here's well, some here's shitty the things problem. that happened to us. That's, they yeah. should. 
They sh- yeah, they should include. The shitty if it would letter. be an update if you say, and and my mother kind of does this. She says, "Well, here's surgery, but everything has an exclamation mark, so it all sounds good." Even though someone is bad, it's like surgery for Kent again, <laughs> third surgery in a month! Exclamation mark. <clears throat> it's that sort of stuff. But I think you're right. I mean, I, I'm I'm in a different place. I'm just starting to get Christmas cards, so I actually am still in that stage where I go, "Well, that's really nice of them to think of me," you know. And then uh, but the kids always look like models. They do, they do, and and also, if it, but if it's funny, it's great. You know, I, this one guy, the best Christmas card I've ever seen is uh, Pete Kareen and, and his girlfriend at the time. Uh, he was naked and she was on a bear rug, and he was like draped on her so that you could just see his buttock and not his uh, dick sneezer. Okay, <laughs> his sneezing penis. <laughs> You call uh, it a dick sneezer. But you're right. You're, but you're absolutely on, right. you got to stick to these phrases. But you, you are, I think there are two different phrases. You yeah. Know? A sneezing okay. penis is a much more sort it's of. It's an orgasm. It's, and it's also a, a more gentlemanly way to say that. And okay. the dick sneezer is that it's would like be like when you're a in lower a bar, class. So when you're a bar or something. Yeah, yeah. And you're at a bar, you go, hey, I got to go. Dra- I gotta, looks like my dick sneezer's got a cold. I got to go. <laughs> Hey, I gotta go blow my nose. Blow hey, my dick nose. I have to blow my uh, my sneezer. Uh, yeah, that's true. That, that is classy. Uh, that's good. It's not as classy, I should say. But I, I think the Christmas letter. Here's the thing. It's all bragging. You have, here's the key, and I think this is a practical living in a modern age. And that's that uh, you should go ahead and maybe send pictures of other people's children. Mm. You know that way, yeah. or say something bad. Say like. You know, uh, Tendrick just graduated sixth grade, and he went you know, with flying colors. And Bernatha, our daughter, is just as ugly as ever. <laughs> She's totally in a sexually awkward stage. She recently asked, when am I going to start menstruating, or is this menstruating? And then showed us her vagina. I mean, it's a disaster anyway. Things are good. No snow this year on Christmas, and we'll talk to you in 2013 or 14 or whatever. Okay, yeah, that's one way. Because is it 2013 right now? Uh, yes, yes, it is. Doesn't that sound like the future? Does that it's sound weird. to you guys? This is like the first a- time I felt really like, yeah, it was the future in a while. I mean, 2001 felt that way a bit. Yeah, we're in 2000, 2001. I didn't but even really that- feel. I felt like 99 to 2000. I was kind of like, oh, big. but then once we passed 2010. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this isn't like, you know, this is 2008. It's like, this is 2010. It just, <laughs> it sounds like a star log, right? With right. the Star Trek thing. And Captain's log, tasty pod, tasty hot log, Captain's hot log. And, I, and I'm I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed in uh, humanity. You've you talked about this. I am. This. I am. Let me, no, let me just finish. It's so weird because you're no, not I'm, a pessimist. I'm, I'm not, but I'm disappointed <laughs> in humanity. Uh, let me just finish this. I want, we've argued about this like two weeks ago. <laughs> We haven't seen each other once in between these pods, but I am just really upset with humanity. I feel like, look, we've made all these technological advancements. We've improved in so many ways, but morally, we haven't improved at all. We're killing the same amount of people. It's not we're, true. We are. We're doing the exact same things. Let me finish. Years, How can it? we expect racism to end when snowboarders and skiers can't even get along? How can we expect that? To, how We have not advanced as a civilization morally. Well, those snowboarders the are a bunch of drug-using, oh. hippie-smoking, <laughs> dick-sneezers. 
And I'd rather stick my tongue in the back of a snowman. I mean, crime levels are the same as they were. Artificial calamari. Crime levels are the same as they were 2,000 years ago. I don't understand. We have not advanced. Now, listen, this conversation started when you said, I thought about this. This whole conversation started when TJ said to me, yeah, we have advanced. We're not like, you know, it was only 100 years ago we were burning people we thought were witches. Okay? Maybe that was your point? I thought about that on the way home. Yes. All right, I thought about that. Let me finish. Okay. I thought about that. The only reason we're not burning people because we think they're witches is because science has helped prove that maybe witches don't probably exist, right? Right. So science has helped rule that out. But we're still doing other things. There's still countries where people are chopping each other's limbs off. How can we be proud of our advancement as a civilization when that's still happening? Because I'm just upset. It's, I'm because upset. it's relative. How is it relative? You See, think there's going to be a time... When there's no crime and no people hurting each other? Yeah. You do? We're headed there. It's going to take a long time. But, you know, it's look, people... The last vestiges of violence will be in the airport when people have airport courage. (laughs) The vestiges. (laughs) The last, like, that's going to be the last stand. Well, people still fight in the airport. And that'll be my fault. Okay, so look at this. Okay. (laughs) All right, so this is crime... Crime rates in the United States. Okay. Now, remember, there weren't as many people. You see, as as the crime goes up. But why are these things ever happening with, the, with, with how smart we are as a species? I don't violent crime rates in the U.S. are reaching historic lows, according to FBI data released Monday. Instances of murder declined overall by 1.9% from 2010 figures. Well, so so that's just from 2010. It's gone down. So we're we're murdering okay. less people. But that's just like the weather. That'll change year to year. No, You're it's so that, full. Of, it's, it's, I mean, that'll that change year even, to year. I'm saying as that a doesn't species. Make any sense. Look, it was it was it was less than 60 or 70 right, okay, years ago on, that we that we dropped. To, you know, we have bombs. I mean, look, we, we're can't, there's still too many people killing each other to think that crime is just going to go away. And I think you're an eternal opposite. You know what? I think you're living inside your bee suit, spending too much time with your bees. I mean, I'm not enough I time out in the real like, world. <coughs> Google there, is failing me right there now. There are people I, with ta- who who drive taxis who have dogs in the taxi. Okay, things aren't moving along at all. All right, forget about Google. No, for no, you look, don't look, look, Google. look. To okay. what appear to be the lowest rate in nearly 40 years, the number of violent crimes in the United States have dropped. Um, in all regions, the country appears to be safer. The odds of being murdered or robbed are now less than half of what they were in the 90s. When violent crime peaked in the United States, <clears throat> small towns especially are seeing far fewer murders. In cities with populations under 10,000, never plunged by more than 25%. I mean, world crime, it's like we're violent animals, you know? We're animals that are meant to and be I think, aggressive and, and I think we should have overcome that. We have the ability to reason. I think we should have overcome that In what that amount of time? How long have we had computers even? How long, how long have we been able to eat? How many hundreds of years have we had enough food for everyone that people weren't dying of starvation? Just a few hundred years, not, maybe less. No, people are still dying of starvation, unfortunately. Yeah, but, but in yeah. general, in developed countries, that's yeah. not happening anymore. Yeah. I mean, you're 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 just not you think looking I'm, at. You're seeing. You think I'm I'm seeing the. Uh, I think you're crazy. You think I'm insane. I think you're out of your mind. Yeah. Well, 
Because I don't think you're Listen. imagining that in medieval times they were burning and torturing oh, people. Yeah, the methods with which we so kill people better. maybe are a little bit uh, less reprehensible at times. People are killing people less. People are still cutting each other's limbs off and doing just horrific things to each other. You know what? These, these aren't based on any statistics. These are – what it is is your – I think it a, should be gone by now. I think we've had what? Two or three thousand – how many – thousands of years? I think it should all be gone by now. Right, I think it, I, that's what I'm saying. You're saying I don't. I'm going to give you a book called "The Better Angels." But I don't. I don't, I don't think nature. the statistics. I don't think the statistics matter because I just think it shouldn't be happening at all. It doesn't make sense anymore, considering how smart we are. I, I think you're. That, and there is no utopia. That's that's ridiculous. That's going to be like one day, no one will need to have sex. We'll just sort of be done with having sex and won't cause any problems. You mean yeah. that day hasn't come? Yeah. It has hey, yet to come. Now look here. Now me. listen. This, okay. this is important, okay? Because I finally found this. this is a book called by Steven Pinker, one of the most brilliant minds. Pinker of our Tots. Time. That's what his friends call Pinker, Pinker, Pinker Tots. Little Pinker Tots. Now he he never knew why because yeah, it doesn't say his, his name Pinker doesn't sound like Tater Tots. There are no things called Pink Tots, Pinker Tots. <laughs> so it's very confusing to him, even especially yeah, especially now that he's just hurting about it. Her. Hurting about it from this podcast. I'm going to give it to you. A sweeping review of the history of human violence. Uh, I mean, God damn it. Your your computers are down? I mean, basically, yeah. Okay. Hold on. Look, we've all asked, what's the world coming to? We seldom ask, how bad was the world in the past? In a startling book, <clears throat> Steve Pinker shows that the world of the past was much worse. In fact, we may be living in the most peace peaceable era yet. Evidence of bloody history has always been all around us. The genocides of the Old Testament, the crucifixions of the New, the gory mutilations of Shakespeare and Grimm, the British monarchs who beheaded their relatives, and the American founders who dueled with their rivals. Now the decline of these brutal practices can be quantified. Tribal warfare was nine times as deadly (coughs) as war and genocide in the 20th century. So warfare amongst tribes before we were sort of civilized and had – in the 20th century – it was much more deadly than, than all of the war and genocide in the 20th century. So you're saying, oh, we dropped a bomb and killed these people. Before that, Genghis Khan and these people are killing you know, millions and millions of people. And that is, that is based on no real statistic at all. I just said that. The murder rate in medieval Europe was more than 30 times what it is today. Mm-hmm. Slavery, sadistic punishments, and frivolous executions were unacceptable unexceptional features of life for millennia. And then they were suddenly abolished. So for thousands of years, uh, killing people for no reason, sadistic punishments, owning slaves, killing killing all the men in a village once you took it over, raping all of their women, taking the women as chattel, that used to be the norm. That was the deal. That's okay. what Vikings and stuff were doing. Wars between developed countries have vanished. And even in the developing world, wars kill a fraction of the numbers they did even a few decades ago. Rape, hate crimes, deadly riots, child abuse, all substantially down. How could this have happened if human nature has not changed? Pinker argues the key to explaining the decline in violence is to understand the inner demons that incline us towards that. And thanks to the spread of government, literacy, trade, and cosmopolitanism, we increasingly control our impulses, empathize with others, debunk toxic ideologies, and deploy our powers of reason to reduce the temptations of violence. I I think you're wrong. And I think I just found something on the internet that says so. Yeah, and and to and to Pinker Tots, I would say this. <laughs> I would say they're still cutting off people's arms. No, I would go one step further and more gruesome. 
Skiers and snowboarders still can't get along. What kind of world is this we live in? And to be fair, actually, to be fair, skiers and snowboarders get along worse now than they ever had in history. (laughs) So in the 1600s, in the Dark Ages, even in the 1800s, skiers and snowboarders got along totally fine because they didn't even have either of those things. Well, it was called planking. It was called planking back then. They'd plank. They'd plank one another, and you either were (laughs) a two foot not plank. Or two separate planks. Hey, buddy. I'm determined to get to all our sections today. We're going to move on to uh, a section that I really love. And, I love uh, this one, too. It's, it's a section called uh, Tweetalize. That's the, sort of the working title. And uh, Until they think of a better name for it, this is Tweetalize. I yeah. love this and, one. And, and other people like to call it something called taking it, you know, uh, or once more into the tweets, dear friend. Uh, that's sort of the Shakespearean. Uh, once more, under the tweets, dear friend. Once more. Uh, and then other people, you know, sometimes call it, uh, if we stay here, the tweeting dies. You know, that's one that people do. Um, and then some people sometimes yell out things like, I, I can't read my tweets. That's Those are the people with the eye patches. Oh, I see. Uh, Who are my, holding it only in the yeah. peripheral vision of their yeah, bad eye. Yeah, exactly. But my personal favorite uh, is uh, you don't know me, but I'm your oh, boy. That's oh, even it's not even reminiscent of the song that it's supposed to represent. <laughs> I mean. Like I struggle to imagine. It's almost like that a monkey doing a Mike, more It's almost like monkey doing uh, Michael McDonald. <laughs> you don't know me. It's uh, called taking it to the tweets. That's what it's called. And T.J. Miller, a good friend of mine, tweets. I don't know how you did this from prison, but you tweeted. Sometimes I use a neck pillow because why should my head be the only one who gets to relax? Mm-hmm. And is that sort of a uh, sort of an owl reference there? Sort of prophetic. Yeah. Strangely, you know, I just think too many people are sort of saying, oh, I just got – I can't wait to – when my head hits the pillow, I'm going to fall asleep. And then you think about it. It's like, yeah, your head's falling asleep, but your neck's sitting what there going, I better keep my this head hey. so it doesn't break. Hey, buddy. Think about how snakes feel. Jesus. You know? They, they're just all neck. Snakes don't even need pillows. They prefer a neck pillow. That's what a – that's what a, a, a body sp- pillow for a snake is a neck pillow. That's all it is. That's all it is. I understand. That's I. I like. I, I think you're. I think you're right. I think people aren't treating their neck well enough. And they should. They, you should be putting their elbows on cushions more. Yeah, I need a back pillow. My back's been hurting. Should your back make a noise? That uh, here's the noise my back's been na- making. It makes this sound. No. Yeah, I don't think that's good. I think you should see. No. Yeah, you can audibly hear the word no. Yeah, it's like yeah, when, I mean, get, it's, when I get out of bed, it's like unscrolling, uh, uh, unfurling a flag Yeah, I would, when I get oh out of bed. God. Yeah, it's I old. It, my back is old. It's like, no. Yeah, I think I, Makes that noise. Uh, I think you should go to a doctor, yeah. You think so? Yeah. I, my back's I'll let my back do the talking. Yeah. <laughs> What's I, wrong? Don't do that because then it'll say, is anything wrong? And it, no. Oh, yeah, like, you're right. right you're that'll right. be $400. Wouldn't it suck if I go in there and I can't get my back to do it? I'll be like, come on. Do what you were doing before. Now, you went on a tumbleweed <laughs> tweeting spree. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, I drove in last night. Jesus. And how much tumbleweed did you see? Well, I think I saw one, but it inspired me. <sighs> yes, it did. I drove – you know, by the way, I, this, I take this podcast seriously. When I heard you were in solitary confinement, 
uh, and I and I and I needed a guest for my podcast. <laughs> I decided to drive all the way home overnight from Sacramento after my show, and I came back here. I keep to, to, to and put I guess Trisket I tweeted. In, yeah. Well, I feel bad for Trisket. Well, you it. know what? You're a lot better guest than Trisket was. Did you hear that episode? Yeah. That's really what it came down to. All right. You wrote 11 hours ago, tumbleweeds are the sea and enemies of the freeway. Now, how deep into Squitterville? What is it? Squank? Uh, Squitterville? Well, uh, well, Spitoinkerville. How far into Spitoinkerville were you when you wrote an enemies? Uh, I, I don't know how to spell that. Does anybody... I don't I think, think I spelled it's it right. E-N-E-N-E-M-Y-S. <laughs> An enemy? Yeah, I don't think anyone – I mean it's really a, a sounded out thing. Like E-N-E-N-E-M-Y-S. You have to factor in that I was in Spitzoinkerville. I was driving back from Sacramento on I-5. It was, what, 2 in the morning? An-N-M-E-S. And I did it with my toe, just one toe just that I tweeted single- that. Because it's not safe to text and drive, so I texted with my toe. Then 11 hours, same deal. If you squint, you can see a face in every tumbleweed. They are the clouds of the freeway. <laughs> I love the people that follow you on Twitter right now that are like, oh, I love this part of the podcast where they read things I've already read. <laughs> then 11 hours, same around the same time, you wrote, I'm going to do it in your voice. Okay. Okay. If you put your ear to a tumbleweed, you can hear the freeway. That's yeah. You know, so in that way, they're like the shells shell. of the, the freeway. Shell of the freeway. So these are three different ways to talk about. <laughs> First one, you just straight up go: tumbleweeds are the sea and enemies of the freeway. <laughs> Second one, you go: if you can swing, you can see a face. They're the clouds of the freeway. And then in the third one, you don't even say what they are. You just imply like if you put your ear to the tumbleweed, you're going to hear the freeway. Dot 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 is how that one ends. <laughs> like, i.e., they're the shells of the freeway. The shells of the freeway. Yeah. What else are they? I think they're even more than that. You know, tumbleweeds are the the uh, the debris of the decaying society that man has built. They're the loofah sponge. Yours is was better. Oh, oh, Just the freeway, that. right? That one's so much better. Yeah, the loofah sponge. They're the loofahs they of the freeway. Of I think tumbleweeds are, are very uh, much maligned, and I think they deserve a little bit more respect. That's all I'm trying you to say. You think so? Yeah. And is it true they're that they the sort of tumble around and then they put down roots somewhere? I don't know what ends up happening to them. That's the thing. No one even cares to follow them. Like people are doing these stupid, you know, uh, like Tater Pops is doing these stupid studies about how humanity is evolving and no one's looking at the tumbleweed. Maybe we spent a little bit of time worrying about the tumbleweed. We know. Tater Pops. You know? <laughs> hey, Tater Pops. Hey, good Wait. article, Tater. Tater Pops. I mean, I I don't know why I'm in such an information mood, but I, I'm almost positive. Anyway. And before these tumbleweed, before three consecutive tweets about tumbleweed, your tweet right before it is, I'm in a car driving at dangerous speeds back to L.A. to record a tasty bod. Then you tweet three times. Yeah, yeah. Listen, buddy, I think the tumbleweeds are very disrespected, and I'll tell you why. Because they've, they've moved up in the world. They're not just a weed, right? A weed has to stay put. Right. They, they're like the upper echelon of the weed world. They tumble. They're like, this isn't enough for us. We want to live. We want to move around. We want to experience the world. And I just feel like they're 
They're sort of the upper, 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 upward, upwardly mobile weeds. I know that was hard to say. Up I'm so mobile. tired from driving mobile. all night. Up weedly mobile. I'm driving all night, but they're the upwardly mobile weeds, the tumbleweeds. So let's give them a little respect. Okay. The tumbleweeds. I have posters of tumbleweeds. On Do my you really? Walls. Yeah, I have like six on my walls. That would be so hilarious. Yeah. All right. In my car, I have six tumbleweeds and also a giant <laughs> ladle. <laughs> You've got ladles full of tumbleweeds. <laughs> Would you ladle me out a little tumble? Tumble dubs. Uh, a tumbleweed is an above-ground part of any number of plants that, once mature and dry, disengages from the root and tumbles away into the wind. <laughs> Usually, the tumbleweed... <laughs> tumbling is funny. You know, tumbler kind of fucked it out, because tumbling used to be yeah. gymnastics. Yeah. It was a very funny word. Now, tumbler is just like, if you're, you know... yeah. If you can't even figure out Facebook, you're just tumbling. <laughs> uh, usually the tumbleweed is the entire plant apart from the roots, but a few species, it is a flower cluster. So, Have you ever gone to the tumbleweed rodeo where people actually climb on top of them, put a saddle on them, and try to ride them? I just don't. I can't imagine that's true. Where is it? Is it in San Antonio? Uh, it's in New Mexico from what I've heard. It moves around a lot. It moves around a lot. Yeah, they don't even have it in one place. <laughs> oh, oh, I like whenever I ride into a town on a tumbleweed. You know, they'll say, "Well, where are you coming from?" I go, "Well, just tumbling through town, just tumbling my way through Dodge City. We'll see where the wind takes me." Yeah. I mean, literally, my tumbleweed horse is completely at the mercy of the wind. In fact. In a couple of weeks, I may have tumbled out and then tumble right back in. <laughs> I've tumbled in exact concentric circles before. <laughs> what did the one tumbleweed say to the other tumbleweed? Uh, I'm the cloud of the freeway. Let the wind do its job. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to, you know, I bought you. Don't tumble too close to the wind. There's a very famous tumbleweed artist, and I'm going to try and get really? you. Yeah, I'm going to try and buy you. Get me counsel with him? Um, yeah, let's get cash counsel. He's called Tater Tots Puffer Pops. Let's move it along. I want to get to these segments. Puffer I, Pops? I'm, I'm really. Did you say Puffer Pops? I did say Puffer Pops. Uh, can you? I'd like, I you call, I'd like that to be my nickname. <laughs> yeah. right, you didn't go too far. I'm seriously saying. Call me Puffer Pots. You haven't. You have Puffer Pots. I, I like to. <laughs> Puffer Pots. I, I prefer to call you Pemberton Buttlesticks. No, don't bring up. Why would you talk about? Okay, I know the election still still smarts a little bit. I know it hurts. Uh, I'm going to go on to tiny opinions. I had lunch with Ross Perot recently and Ralph Nader. Really? I think so. I don't know what either of them look like, but I definitely had lunch with these two homeless guys. <laughs> Though they are, in fact, normal-sized men, they have tiny opinions. Here's a tiny opinion, buddy. You with me, T.J. Oh, Miller? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, how much I dislike someone is directly proportional to how good they are at pantomiming masturbation. I, I, dis, I don't think if you become really good at pantomiming, spanking off... I'm going to like you very much. You've spent way too much time perfecting the skill of making that funny. And they always have like a weird look on their face when they're doing it. It was like, you know, I mean, again, see, I'm like, not good at it. Uh, yeah. yeah. Like, I don't like it when they're really good at well, it. Maybe something comes out of their hand even. Like, they me. do like a, you know what I mean? They've got a go-gurt in their hand. Yeah, something. 
have props. They have, they have spank off props. They have buffer props. <laughs> uh, they've hey, masturbation props. Tell me what you props. think of this. Then. Is yeah. this too much? Right? Okay. 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 <laughs> See, that's – oh, jeez. <laughs> I've never seen oh anybody. That's horrible. Oh, I'm so sorry. We need to put oh, this on no. YouTube. You know, here, Do you here's agree with me? Do yeah, you agree? but I, no, I don't necessarily. I think the ratio is great. That proportion is really interesting and funny. I will say, though, I've spent thousands of hours perfecting my uh, masturbation pantomime. And I, I, don't, I don't You like me, right? I think you should be masturbating rather than learning how to pantomime. Oh, it. that's – I'm sorry. Uh, I, I do – when I masturbate, I pantomime masturbation until <laughs> my dick time. sneezes. Yeah. <laughs> Until I have my penis sneeze. Now, that would be good if you could actually <laughs> pantomime it and then make it happen. And then yeah. you'd have a, a sticky zipper, as they call it. That's, you know. Uh, is it, is that a, a sticky zipper? Yeah, that's one of the catchphrases. We talked about that in an earlier now, uh, Tasty podcast. But have I if ever. If you come in your pants and no one knows it, it's called a sticky zipper. And have, have you ever had a sticky zipper? Yes, absolutely. Almost every time I go out. <laughs> I, I rarely, you I rarely, the house, I rarely you come home coming. without a sticky zipper. I do. I'm, I have a rare quality being able to rub against things and uh, you're a sticky up my zipper. Yeah, yeah. Like I can, I can visual. I'm, I'm very much in control over that. You know. Uh, I had a sticky. zipper. I can hypnotize my sneezing penis anytime I want. I had a sticky zipper recently, but that's because I was wearing my jam pants, <laughs> and uh, those are just underwear that I've put raspberry preserves in. <laughs> Uh, so that's a tiny opinion. I'm, we're gonna. We're, I'm, I'm determined. Okay. We already did a practical living. So let's move it along to the section we call maskers. Uh, is- like eighty-five percent of superheroes, this is maskers. Okay, so uh, yeah, check out our uh, our websites. Uh, we got Twitter at TJ. Yeah, you guys, at you got it. TJ Miller at, at not Cash TJ Levy. Miller at Cash Levy, and you know we're sure you follow us. But tell people about the show if you want to. Review it on iTunes, right, Cash? Yeah, that always helps. If you review it on iTunes, it really does. It really it helps mean, us, makes us look good. And it would mean a lot like to it. us if you like the show, or even if you don't like it, go on and explain why you do or don't like it. And the more reviews we get, the better. No, I mean, if you really hate it, email me at uh, it's TJ Miller at I don't give a fuck dot com. <laughs> yeah, if you don't like the show, just yeah, don't 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 listen. It's it, it is free, so. Uh, you know, go uh, go pantomime masturbation somewhere. There you go. Uh, but um, for 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 people that do like the show, tell your friends. We'd love to. We kind of start in kind of a grassroots uh, movement, or a uh, as I like to call it, a tumbleweed movement. Uh, we're still going to put a billboard up at some point. We're, we're that that wasn't just a. We just haven't been getting the yeah, money for it. Yeah, really. we need we need to get the money. the The Kickstarter. Uh, Campaign so far actually uh, owes money. Uh, it's a uh, we yeah. owe Kickstarter emphasis on the campaign. Uh, two, yeah, you know the campaign. Uh, we owe the uh, Kickstarter campaign two point three million dollars towards the we podcast. Don't know so how that's it gone happened. very poorly. Apparently, uh, when apparently we signed we didn't up for Kickstarter, that works, we yeah. also asked to buy it. And yeah, sign contracts. Yeah, so we actually kind of screwed that up. So, uh, but. Uh, and then uh, my website, cashlevy.com. If you, if you want to buy my comedy special, it's $5 for a very limited time only. Uh, uh, limited to the amount of years that you're alive. Um, so check that out. And uh, you can download it that way. 
Where are you um, going to be? Uh, let's see. I, I don't know when this one's going to air. You know, oh, I'm going to be in Ogden, Utah uh, towards the I'm going to I'm doing a cruise actually. No one If you want to get on the Crystal Cruise Lines, I'm going to be in uh, Peru and and uh uh, That'd be so amazing if just one Chile. of the twelve and a half listeners was, was like, there. you know what? I'm going to go on this cruise. I'm going to be so bored. Hang out with him. I, really, I'll be ready to have make a friend uh, on that. You'll be cruise. going to Spatoinkerville. I'll be I'll be in Spatoinkerville the whole time. Maybe I'll see the 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 city lights of Yonderland if I'm lucky. Uh, you know, but it, that's going to be really boring. I'm going to be on a cruise, so I'll be out of touch with everybody for like ten days. That's going to be painful. Well, um, hopefully, you have a little bit of boat internet. I'm going to be. Uh, are you other places? No, not really. Gotham Comedy Club for me in yeah. New York City, the 7th through the 10th of February. <clears throat> Go online. You can enter in special code. Whoopsies, there's no code. Why don't you just learn how to pay the whole price uh, for half price? And, uh, yeah, so we got that kind of going on. And then I'm going to be in Traverse City, Michigan for a, a comedy festival, festival, film festival. The 15th and 16th, that weekend in February. And then uh, Hammer Don't Hurt Him, uh, because I, and I just want to get people sort of excited about this. I will be in Appleton, Wisconsin, April 11th, 12th, and 13th at Skyline Comedy Cafe. Oh, I love that. I love Easily that my favorite club my, in the I United love that. States. Yeah, that's one of my favorites. Except for maybe Stanford and Sons. But Thursday, the 11th through Saturday, the 13th of April, I'll be. In uh, Appleton, Wisconsin, and you'll just see me. I'll be walking around with a big bag of apples mm-hmm. tied to my sticky old zip. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah. Well, let's do a couple of maskers, buddy. I would love that. Uh, Susie McShane writes, uh, how do I make friends? I literally have zero, and I've tried joining clubs and stuff, but it was super awkward. It didn't work. I'm 17 years old, and I live in England. Mm. First mm. things first, move out of the UK. Okay. <laughs> But if you're having problems making friends, um, what, what's the answer, TJ? You seem like you have a lot of friends. I, I feel I, like for I, you it might, <laughs> might involve uh, you know, drugs. You might want to use drugs. <laughs> you might want to use a uh, – Well, you don't want to tell a 17-year-old to use book. drugs to get drugs. Well, I'm obviously just joking and maybe yeah, your lack of sense of humor, young I, lady, <laughs> is the reason that you don't have as many friends as you want. <laughs> but I think you always ask people about themselves. Mm. Ask a lot of questions. Everybody wants to talk about themselves. Everybody – you know why? Because you spend the most amount of time with yourself. It's not that everyone's selfish. It's just you know – the person you know the most about, their opinions, their feelings, what they want to do, what they're excited about, what they're happy about is yourself. You're right. I I think it's great. Seriously. I I mean we joke a lot, but I think it's important to – Ask a lot of questions. It makes people feel good to talk about themselves. That's yeah. really all anyone wants to talk about. I have a podcast that I do where I've been able to get the same guy to come on the podcast over and over again because I just ask a lot of questions. I mean, <laughs> yeah, God, I can't. Who is it? Who are you talking about? Well, Me? Uh, he's on death row. It was actually a guy named uh, Triscuit Hurlebutt. Yeah. But but I that's true. And also, throw in a compliment once in a while. And it's going to be something like, I like your shirt or whatever. Nope. This is a great way. I think basically, I think when you're meeting people, um, that's a great icebreaker just to say one nice thing and ask a bunch of questions. I think she might be having trouble also meeting friends. And mm-hmm. I'll say, yeah. I've been thinking about this lately in my own life, which is that relationships and friendships should require the same amount of energy and effort as your job that you make money or your hobbies that you're excited about and interested in. You know, you put all this time into building these little trains 
and sort of train sets and kind of painting these little figurines and houses and putting up little bushes and tiny model train tumbleweeds tumbling across the tiny freeways, <laughs> like little mini seashells on a tiny ocean mm-hmm. that is a puddle. Mm-hmm. But the clouds you're not spending freeway. that much time. You know, call a friend that you sort of are friends with and offer to take them out to lunch. That's a good mm. way to offer to buy somebody something, coffee, something yeah. where you spend time together. Say, hey, you want? I'll treat us to a movie. If you're having trouble meeting friends, make an effort to go to – joining clubs doesn't always do it because, you know, but make an effort, you know, go online, see, go do something, do, do an activity, not a club. Like, you know, go to yoga and then somebody that seems kind of cool, ask them, hey, do you want to – you know, would you want to have a, a, a green carrot beetroot ginger smoothie with me? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, with and extra then, immunity. Extra immunity. With a big giant ladle full of immunity. Ladle full of immunity. Bring me a vat of immunity. And do you want to go beekeeping on Wednesday? Yeah, let's go beekeeping. But yeah, I I think you should know that like guys trying to hook up with girls, it's going to take a lot of rejection. Same thing in acting or comedy or any of this stuff. There's going to be a lot of rejection involved in finding really good friends. Yeah, and and one other thing about it that... that, uh, is take solace in the fact I've gone through periods. I think we all have where you, we have not very many friends, and you go through periods yeah, yeah. where you have too many, and you're you're sort of like uh, so that that kind of evens out. You go through stretches where it's harder or easier. So that'll probably smooth itself out. And if you're painfully shy, you know, get some money together and try and go to a, a therapy session or a some go to go to go go see someone who might be able to help you. Work on your shyness. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. if you're not painfully shy, then just walk up to somebody, look down at them, go, God damn, I like those pants. <laughs> Where'd you get them? <laughs> that's how you we go have a sherbet. That's how we met. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of brings back memories. This is so funny. You were wearing those tumbleweed pants at <laughs> I the was, time. I was. The this bristles is... and the thistles were cutting your legs. <laughs> the bristle thistles. Remember, I used to call you old bloody legs for the first four <laughs> months we were living together in the uh, Iceland- yes. Icelandic. Looking uh, ranch style uh, studio apartment. Yeah, I believe for a while you called me Cactus Cock, which yeah. uh, was a different one too. I did. Uh, last one, uh, Shay, uh, who's always sending funny stuff. Shay Whitaker. Best nickname for a child Scamp, Partner, Little Buddy, or Fuck Knuckle? I think Fuck Knuckle is off the mm-hmm. table. I mean, yeah. you can't really kind call of, a little kind kid. Of, yeah. Hey, fuck that knuckle. That could be misconstrued. Yeah, yeah. Even if we say it nicely, it sounds gross. Scamp hey, is, fuck knuckle. Scamp is 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 too close to uh, skink. I don't think you want to no, do skink. No, I don't. I don't get that at all. I like scamp. That you was like what scamp? I was going to vote for. I think. Uh, I, look, if you're in the south, I think you do partner. Hey, partner. Little little partner. I like yeah. little fella. Like if you're if you're at a, a tumbleweed rodeo, I think partner is the way to go. Do you like little fella for girls and boys? Mm, little buddy. Yeah, little fella. fella. I like scamp. Look at this little scamp. What if we, hey, what if we camp? What if, what, what if we combine of you? How about scamp knuckle? I like scamp knuckle, or I like uh, fuck partner. Fuck that, 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 that could be misconstrued. Like, That's not. Good. I like. I don't like, use that. Don't use that I one. I also like fuck ladle. <laughs> hey, fuck ladle. Get over here. That's what I'm going to start calling my wife. <laughs> hey, fuck ladle. Why don't you bring in another beer in a sandwich? Hey, fuck knuckle. Where's your handle? <laughs> yeah. Fuck ladle. Oh, fuck ladle. Fuck ladle. <laughs> yeah, I, I, ru- I ruined it. I ruined it. Yeah. I ruined it. The whole gag. 
We're about to close with it, and now I ruined it. We're going to have to do another hour. Okay, let's do it. Yeah. Hey, da, talk da, 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 da. Bring me a bottle of beer with a sandwich in it. <laughs> now redo yours. <laughs> uh, I, I'm, I've run out of ideas. Do, just redo the buck knuckle. Can they hear me? They can't hear me. Redo, just say, hey, fuck ladle, where's your handle? I think they can hear you. Are you sure? Yeah. If they can hear me, then maybe they shouldn't be eavesdropping. <laughs> I think the mics are on. Listen, TJ, we've done like 40, 45 of these podcasts together, and I think now they're going to know you've been feeding me all my lines for 40 hours. Tumble, tumble. <laughs> it is so nice you would come to solitary confinement and get me out of here. TJ. After this podcast, I've decided to leave you here and let Triscuit Earl the button go. And he's going to... Are you serious? Yeah, and I feel like he's a better version of you at this point. I gotta tell you, I have got so many fucking Netflix in my queue. I don't give a shit. You know, <laughs> should prisoners be allowed to have Netflix? I mean, think about it. There's enough movies that you could just watch. I know, but why do you have a huge stack of Yogi Bear 3D in here? I was signing him and trying to give him so that I could get extra potatoes. It's it's not a currency in here. I thought it would be. They still use cigarettes. How antiquated is that monetary system? Now leaving Nerdist.com 